you know, let's cut to the chase here. This is anti-Catholicism. It's bigotry. This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America, and welcome to the Word of the Lord. I am Jeffrey Lord, speaking to you from Lordsville, actually uh, the middle of Pennsylvania. And I wanted to talk today about the Supreme Court and one of the issues that we have uh, that I think is going to raise its head uh, in quite an ugly fashion. Um, if the president nominates Judge Amy Coney Barrett, who by all news accounts is the leading candidate for this nomination, by all accounts, she has a superb legal mind and she is already a legal star. But if she's nominated, you can be sure that the Democrats and the American left will bork her as they have uh, routinely done to Supreme Court nominees of Republican presidents since President Reagan nominated Judge Robert Bork in 1987. Borking, in fact, takes its name from the vilification of Judge Bork, and it's all about politically and personally destroying the nominee at hand. As it happens, I was working in the White House for President Reagan when he nominated Robert Bork. And I can tell you firsthand that what was done to Judge Bork, who was a thoroughly good and decent man well aside, from being an outstanding lawyer and judge, was an absolute disgrace. He was savaged by Democrats and their allies in the media, with all these liberal special interest groups leading the charge. And from that moment on, borking was to be the standard feature of these judicial nominations when a Republican president nominated a judge. And most recently, we saw this at work with the uh, unproven and appalling tax, the spectacle of the attacks on Judge Brett Kavanaugh, a thoroughly decent guy as well, as he went through his confirmation process. So what can we expect if the president does, in fact, nominate Judge Amy Coney Barrett? Well, we already know anti-Catholicism. Judge Barrett is, in fact, a deeply religious Catholic. And when she was nominated, she was attacked by no less than Senator Dianne Feinstein, who said that the doctrine lives deeply inside you. Why is it that um, so many of us on this side have this very uncomfortable feeling that, you know, dogma and law are two different things? And I think whatever a religion is, it has its own dogma. The law is totally different. And I think in, in your case, uh, Professor, when you read your speeches, um, the conclusion one draws is that the dogma lives loudly within you. And that's of concern when you come to big issues that large numbers of people have fought for for years in this country. What does that mean? I mean, where does this come from? Well, let me just say that um, 
we've had this problem. The Democrats and the American left has had a problem with anti-Catholicism. And it's particularly ironic because uh, former Vice President Biden himself is a Catholic. But, of course, he's on the right side of the life issue. So, therefore, he gets a pass. But let's just give a little history about the Democratic Party and anti-Catholicism. Let me just recall the Ku Klux Klan, which historians say was used as the military arm or the terrorist arm, quote unquote, of the Democratic Party. The Klan was not only anti-black, it was vociferously anti-Catholic. And in uh, the 1920s, in particular, 20s and 30s, it had a regular reign of terror against Catholics around the country. And this anti-Catholic tradition was passed on and down the line. It was broken to some degree by um, Senator John F. Kennedy's nomination in 1960. But before Senator Kennedy was nominated, he had to deal with the issue of his Catholicism. The Democratic Party had nominated a Catholic in 1928 named Governor Al Smith from New York. And uh, there was a lot of resentment. Uh, the, the Ku Klux Klan played a serious role inside the Democratic Party. In fact, that year, in uh, four years earlier, in 1924, when Smith also ran, he lost the nomination. But there was a battle over uh, condemning the, the uh, Klan at the Democratic National Convention, and the Democratic National Convention refused to do it. So you move ahead to 1928, and uh, Governor Smith does win the nomination. And in the United States Senate, there was a senator from Alabama named Cotton Tom Heflin. And uh, he rose on the floor of the United States Senate and attacked uh, Al Smith. Uh, And what he basically said was that... You couldn't trust Catholics in public office because they were going to uh, put their Roman Catholicism above the Constitution. And he went after him for uh, for this. Now, you move ahead to uh, current times. And in in uh, 2001, uh, towards the end of the year, President Bush, 43, nominated Judge Brooks Smith who was the chief judge of the Western District of Pennsylvania for the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, as it happened, uh, Judge Smith was my best friend in college. And as I well knew, he had been raised a Lutheran. He married the lovely Karen. She was Catholic, and he converted. And I went to the conversion uh, ceremony, and uh, Brooks is is a deeply religious man. So he gets nominated for the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. And unfortunately, at the time, as a matter of fact, there was a little drama involved in this. He called me. I was on vacation at the beach. He called me and said that he was going to get the nomination and he would be called by President Bush the next day, which is the standard format. The next day turned out to be 9-11. Suffice to say, the phone call from the president did not come. He got the nomination, but the phone call didn't come. And suffice to say, the White House was suddenly in the middle of, you know, the whole chaotic scene that followed 
Meanwhile, the judge is eventually down in Washington at the uh, Washington uh, administrative offices for the federal court system. And a staff member says, Judge, I think you should see this and takes takes him over to their computer. There is a website that is now up and running attacking Judge Smith as some sort of right wing kook and a, and a terrible person and all of this kind of thing. So what to do? Well, he couldn't do anything because he's a sitting federal judge, right? But having been through the Bork experience, I knew what was coming. So uh, I asked him for the name of two of his lawyer friends in Pittsburgh. And then we put together this group of people, lawyers, most of them women, who went to bat for the judge and really did a fabulous job. Um, working on the United States Senate, the um, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee was a gentleman named Joe Biden. And uh, we managed to get his vote. And and uh, we got two other Democrats, one of them, John Edwards from North Carolina, and the other, Herb Cole from Wisconsin. But it was a battle. And in the course of this battle, there was something very telling that is going to ring a bell here as we go through if if uh, Judge Barrett gets her nomination. Um, my friend Judge Smith would get questions, written questions from senators, and uh, he got three in particular from Senator Chuck Schumer. The first said, did the Supreme Court err in recognizing and protecting such a right to privacy in cases such as Griswold v. Connecticut? Griswold v. Connecticut was, of course, uh, the decision about uh, birth control as our contraception, as I recall. The judge answered quite honestly, you know, that you follow the Constitution, you follow precedent, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that wasn't good enough for for Senator Schumer. So he writes back, quote, I appreciate your restating your commitment to upholding the Constitution as the Supreme Court interprets it regardless of your beliefs. Nonetheless, I asked whether you believe the Supreme Court was wrong in Griswold v. Connecticut, because I am interested in how you personally read and interpret the Constitution. Please address that question, unquote. So the judge did just that. Not good enough. Senator Schumer came back a third time and said, quote, to make as simple an exercise as possible, no condescension there, I want you to imagine it is 1965 and you are a Supreme Court justice. The Griswold opinion has not yet been written. Chief Justice Warren turns to you in conference and asks for your opinion on whether there was a right to privacy in the Constitution and why. He further asks you to articulate how that right, if it exists, should be applied in Griswold. Please provide your answers to these inquiries, unquote. Well, by now, those of us who were uh, working on this got the deal. Uh, Senator Schumer wasn't interested in Judge Smith's legal philosophy. No, 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 no. In the spirit of old Cotton Tom back there in 1928, he was demanding to know the judge's personal beliefs and making it quite plain that he was looking for an admission from the judge that the judge put his Catholic beliefs on a higher plane than the law. And that was exactly the same point made by Cotton Tom Heflin all the way back there in 1928. And it is the point that was made by no less than Senator Dianne Feinstein when she was questioning uh, Amy Cohen, uh, Coney Barrett for her current position on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. You know, let's cut to the chase here. 
This is anti-Catholicism. It's bigotry. I can't tell you how many nominees have been before us in this panel for the, for the bench and virtually all say the same. I'm following the precedent. I'm following the law. I'm following the Constitution. Don't worry a thing about who I am, how I was raised, what my religion is, what my life experiences have been. Put it all aside. I don't believe that for a second. And uh, we are, unfortunately, if she is the nominee, we are going to see this stuff thrown around at Judge Barrett. And it's a disgrace. And the best way to deal with this, and I uh, listened to Senator Graham, and uh, it, it is my understanding that they have the votes to confirm Judge Barrett or anyone that the president nominates. And he has uh, made, made it plain he's going to nominate a woman. But Judge Barrett is the leading candidate. When that moment comes and all of this stuff comes down in borking style fashion, the American people need to stand up for Judge Barrett and make plain that there is no place in America for anti-Catholicism or anti-anything else when it comes to someone's religion. It is her religion. She is a legal scholar. She knows the difference between the two, and she would be superb. So we have got to stop this, and uh, we will wait and see what the president, who the president nominates here. But this is a big moment. The Catholic uh, uh, history with the Democratic Party has not been good. Um, there is all of that lingering stuff from the Ku Klux Klan and all of this kind of stuff that is resurfacing in in the United States Senate. Uh, Senator Ben Sass from uh, Nebraska has called out his colleagues and said this is outright bigotry. And Senator Sass is right. So we need to put a halt to this stuff, stop it before it begins, and make sure that those people who engage in this um, are told flat out that this is not going to be acceptable. And so there you have it, the word of the Lord. And I would uh, suggest, uh, hopefully, that you come to my website, thejeffreylord.com, where we will be discussing this as time goes on. Um, and one one more thing I just want to add here. It's being said that uh, the president shouldn't nominate somebody because it's before the election. We should wait till after the election, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they point out that uh, Republicans opposed Judge Merrick Garland, the Obama nominee, uh, when he was nominated to succeed Justice Scalia. The fact of the matter is that when there is divided government, presidents have not put uh, uh, gotten somebody on the Supreme Court since 1888. <laughs> That's a very long time ago. It just hasn't happened for the obvious reason. Uh, but when there is a united government, when one party controls both the White House and the Senate, they do it and have done it all the time. I think some 29 times. So there is nothing unusual about this. So with that, I'm going to sign off and we will talk again. Thank you. Thank you.